thing. Whatever. So is everybody ready? Let's do. Let's do it then. Let's just jump right in here. Welcome. Ah. Welcome to the. God damn it. Welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number sixty-nine. And we figured. Right. We figured what better way to celebrate episode number sixty-nine than get tanked on on red wine. Um, no, we're going to talk about the game that everybody here wants to 69. Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Yep, that's the one. So today... Um, oh, that's right. I forgot we were doing this. Today, March 11th, <laughs> marks the 20th anniversary of the release date for uh, Chrono Trigger. Now, I, actually, I don't know if that's... So, I don't know if that's a Japanese release date or a US one. Um, I believe it's the Japanese one. Let's see. And to celebrate the anniversary... Square has finally announced Chrono Break. No way! Did they? Did they really? Uh huh. Did they? That's, did did that, they for that's, real? That's one hundred percent real and true. Wait, no, hold on. I this is absolutely. I'm pretty sure he's fucking with you. They, they announced it at the same time Valve announced Half Life Three. Let's see. You can't play with our emotions like that. That's not okay. fair. Okay, well, I don't. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, last last week, Square Enix. Um, sent out a survey to people that you could take. And if you took the survey, you, you had like a, a chance to be drawn to win a $100 gift card on like the Square Enix store or something. Um, and so it kind of circulated quite a bit and a lot of people took the survey. And if you take it, it's basically the entire survey is, dear God, what can we do to... <laughs> What could we do? <laughs> we're, we're Square Enix. What could we do? <laughs> and, and the entire thing... Has it, really, has, it, has it really been going that badly for them? The entire... Well, so here's the thing. The entire survey is very much slanted. You know when, you know when somebody asks you a question, but they already know the answer? Like, they already... So, <laughs> so they've come to us and they've said, what can we do? And And they know what they can do. And so it, one of the top questions is what game series would you like to see us continue or something like that? And can can you guess what the very first option in the survey is? Chrono Trigger. It is. It's Chrono Trigger. Um, so here's the, here's the thing, right? I, I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but they made a little deal with uh, with the players. They said, you know, if people want a Chrono Trigger sequel, then they're going to buy Chrono Trigger DS. That's what they're going to do. And that's what Square said. They said unless, you know, Chrono Trigger DS sells X amount of copies, they were not going to do a Chrono Trigger sequel. Um, so they released the game, and it sold like nothing, right? No one bought the game. So, you know, Square went, okay, so you guys must not want a sequel. It would have been if it was available somewhere, but continue. <laughs> well, well, well that, see, that's the thing, because they didn't tell anyone that they released it. Like, they had a completely quiet street date. Um, and they released uh, they released like five copies. They released they released only a few copies. They didn't tell anyone. They didn't advertise it. I just happened to stumble across this thing one day when I was walking to GameStop and just saw that it was out. Like Square Enix did absolutely nothing to advertise this game and just said, "Well, if you guys want it, you guys are going to buy it." But it's like you know, you can't buy something that you don't know uh, that it's out. It was released not long after I uh, got to Japan, and it was very heavily marketed there. Like, you couldn't go into a game store or an electronic shop without there being, like, a big display with video and, you know, like, 100 copies sitting around. Well, well I think I there, the, the only ship, like, took up is to the entire state of Florida because I looked for it. I couldn't <laughs> find I'm, I'm reading about it on Wikipedia. They don't, they don't comment on how sales were. 
I'm going to be the voice of dissent and say that I do not want current Square Enix to touch Chrono. Oh, no, absolutely. No, no, absolutely actually, not. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. It's... yeah. So apparently it sold 1.30 million copies worldwide. But that's BG chart, so it's only a rough estimate. It's not like an official. Right. It's not 1.3 million? It's not, yeah. the, it's not the worst. It looks like it sold... Uh, it looks like the most units sold in the United States, followed by Japan. So one of the most beloved RPGs of all time sold well. <laughs> See, so this is, it's, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like Amiibos. I mean, everything is like Amiibos, but I have a specific point here. Um, they only, they only made 10 and everyone bought all 10. And so really, I mean, it's a runaway hit. Like it's a, it's a crazy <laughs> It's a it's a crazy success, but we are getting so. You know, speaking of which, if they did release like a Chrono Amiibo, I I might have to get one. Yeah, you sick fuck. All right, let's go back a few steps here we'll because here. I feel like we I feel like we jumped ahead a little bit. Let's talk about like Chrono Trigger and what it is. Let's not talk about re-releases and things like that. Let's first just kind of let if you're just joining us, if if you're young enough that you don't remember like September 11th, then let me let me fill you in on what old uh, Chrono Trigger is. Well, I thought you were filling me on September 11th. Well, I'll fill you in on that too. <laughs> I that for. The two are very distinctly related and we'll get to that in just a little bit. <laughs> So Chrono Trigger is responsible for 9/11. Okay. So Chrono Trigger uh, was released in 1995 for the Super Nintendo by a company called SquareSoft, who you may have never heard of before, um, because you only know this new heinous thing called Square Enix. <laughs> and we're uh, very sorry for that. And we're very sorry for that. But hopefully, if you're joining us, you remember uh, SquareSoft. Now, Chrono Trigger is special for a very well, for a number of reasons, but I would say what probably makes it most special is the design team behind it, because there are, it's kind of like the band Asia. It's a super group. They took, they took one person from, except Asia's bad, so this is a bad example, but they took, they took <laughs> one the person. Revolver? Well, so let's just, let's just run through them. So um, the three directors to start with, and I'm going to totally butcher some Japanese names here. Uh, we have uh, Takashi Takeshi. We can have, we can have Michael pronouncing them. Since he, can, he can just tell me how bad that I did. Takashi Wait, Takita. Try- um, Good. He Good. is he is the director of Final Fantasy IV, and then later on he would actually go to direct Parasite Eve. So that's first director on Chrono Trigger. Second director is Yoshinori Kitase, uh, who is the who would okay, okay. he would later go on to direct Final Fantasy VII? So eh. the least popular of the Final Fantasies. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think anyone like that one? And then I and there is there is kind of a weak link in the chain of three directors. There is there is Akihiku Matsui who is uh, the lead. The best thing I could find after this is he's the lead designer on Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn. Well, that's, that's the, it's supposed to be a huge improvement from all Final Fantasy XIV, so we'll give them that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's good, at least. Um, now, those are the directors, but also just for, like, creative cons- consulting and, and other various jobs, there was also uh, work contributed by Hironobu Sakaguchi, who is the creator of Final Fantasy and also the director of the much-beloved Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Um Oh, I love that movie. This is so much. This is maybe the trickiest one. It, uh, Yuji Hori. I'm, I'm not sure if I got that one right. Uh, no, you got it wrong. He is a so uh, he he's actually the creator of Dragon Quest, who worked on Chrono Trigger. 
Um, at the time, he was like a freelance designer. He wasn't working for Enix, and uh, they were able to hire him to work on it. And then finally, uh, Akira Toriyama, who is the, of course, like famous artist behind Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest. Um, that's a pretty... That's a dream team right there, right? I'm also yep. pretty sure Jesus pretty H. Christ high. helped. <laughs> like, and, and one of the, the interesting things is when you have a, a team like that, you know, for them to not, like, destroy each other and destroy whatever they're doing, it's pretty impressive. No, very, very, very like impressive. It actually, like, they actually pulled it off. And actually, um, even, uh, let me mention also, because um, one of my favorite things about Chrono Trigger and actually Chrono Cross uh, I think they both have maybe my favorite soundtracks out of any like JRPG ever, um, and that is thanks to Yas- uh, is it Yasunori Yasunori Mitsuda. Yes, um, Yasunori Mitsuda. So he scored the game, and then and then here's my favorite part: he he does like ninety percent of the music, eighty percent of the music, and uh, he gets sick right as he's as he's, he's writing the music, and so they had to give the remaining tracks to Nobuo Umatsu. Uematsu? Uematsu. U-E? Uh, Uematsu. Yeah, yeah. Uematsu. Uh, who is, you know, you learn, you see these names all the time, but you just read them. You're not really hearing No, them, you're but. doing pretty good so far. I'd score you a solid B. So anyway, um, you, you might have heard of him before. He pretty much has scored all of the Final Fantasies, like most of the Final Fantasies. Um, I mean, shit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Very well done. Um, so... I mean, even before it came out, I imagine it was it was probably pretty hyped in Japan. Um, a lot of the a lot of the big names that I just listed there, I also mentioned specifically that they went on to do bigger things. For some of them, Chrono Trigger was kind of a breakout uh, piece for them with the company. Um, but I mean, shit, like like that's a that's a dream team as it gets right there. So pretty hot. So yeah, I'm anyway. not impressed. It's a. It's a <laughs> It's an RPG, and I mean, there's a it lot is of the RPG. There's a lot of stuff that sets it apart from kind of the other contemporaries at the time. Um, it's a little more open-ended, especially towards the end of the game, where there's a lot of optional like side quests. And this is something where, in a Japanese RPG at the time, side quest is kind of a, a foreign term. Like, yeah, um, that's, that's Western RPG. I mean, I mean, Final Fantasy VI has a little bit of that kind of stuff, but like five and four, not not quite as much. They're pretty, you know, linear, straightforward things. Um, Chrono Trigger has multiple endings. I mean, there's a bunch of other. By the way, actually, Union Plus. I, so I was going to ask. I beat it uh, uh, yesterday, actually, for the first time. <sighs> Jared, I know. How how do you start a new game plus? Okay, you didn't beat it right then. Because when no. you when you get I warned to the, you, I warned you, I warned you. There's this very specific way that you have to beat it. To get when, to you new get game to, plus. when you get to when you get to the end, this, I told you like this like a half dozen times. It just says the end, and it doesn't no. matter how long I wait. No. It just plays no. a song. Because you did it wrong. You crashed the you crashed the fucking epoch in it. No, I didn't. Lobos, didn't you? you didn't? No, I didn't. You you fought all his forms. Yeah, I fought all his forms. He he took on the form of every boss, and then I broke his like shell thing open, and I went in there. And then he was like, kind of like a funny-looking man, and I, I cut off that funny-looking man's arms and then killed him. And then he was like a little floating circle, and I killed all of his buddies and him. And then there was a big party, and everyone was there. 
It was ridiculous. And and then it just says and then and then my cat fell into the the time gate with that, my that's mom. That's our ending, Jay. What did I do wrong then? Um, when you start, it's, it's supposed to be in the. In the yeah, opening. you should just be able to create a new game. And it'll give the option yeah. a new I'm game just, plus. I'm just stuck on the end. Maybe I have to wait longer for the song to finish. But I, I have the answer. Jared's bad at games. At yeah, the, that's kind of what it sounds like. I don't really. See, <laughs> I don't really see you messed up the new game plus, Jared. I mean, it's okay. I don't want to play a new game plus, but. Well, fine. Or or do I? Uh, do that's I? That's that's the only way to get the other endings. What I don't want the other end is the that's other the ending. The only good? way to get the special. There's a ton of good stuff. It in seems the other like end. I got. It seems like I got the best ending because there was a giant fucking party and everyone yes, was yeah, there. I mean, yeah, that's arguably the best ending. But there's, you're just going to see so much shit. So like, you're you're going on about some of the stuff that Chrono Trigger did, right? One of my favorite endings in Chrono Trigger is the developers' room ending. Where you get to go and <laughs> yeah, but, but he needs to finish of... the game like sixteen times before he can get that. Jay. Um, what happens in there? That, is that true? Any, whatever it did I whatever? Well, no, whatever it's just like happening is I got it. Um, you need to you need to kill Lavos like as soon as the game starts with only Chrono. That's why you need to like beat it a bunch of times so he's strong I enough. Did, I got it. I got it like my third time. Beat oh, sorry. Wait, what's the what's the what's the <laughs> highest level that you can be? I mean, once, stars, once, once all of your oh. stats start looking like all stars, that's because oh, yeah. like, like but that happens that happens pretty fast. That happens in like this in the second playthrough. You're going to start seeing that. Yeah, well, my stats. I, I assume my stats are maxed in a lot of them because like I can't use power and speed tabs anymore. They just beep at me when I try to use them. Hmm. Or maybe why? Why else would it stop me? It doesn't tell me why. It just doesn't let me use them anymore. Because I found this monster that kept coming back, and you could charm a power tab off of him. So I just, I'm on an emulator, so I just spent forever. <laughs> and so okay, we're we're getting a little sidetracked. So greatest game ever, Chrono Trigger. I, I mean, I'd, yes, I'd put it in. I'd put it in like top three Super Nintendo games, but I don't think. <sighs> maybe. Yeah, top. Why are we even doing this, Jared? You clearly don't like the game. I think top three. What do you mean? I think it's great. I think it's an amazing game. <laughs> so great, you didn't beat it for nineteen years. <laughs> I like. I like a lot of games that I've never beaten. I mean, it's good. It's not. It's not Watch Dogs good, but it's good. I mean, so. <laughs> so you got. I mean, you got Watch Dogs. Yeah, that's it. Really, I mean. Okay. Um, okay. Second greatest game ever. You're right. You're right. But. Thank you. I mean, if Chrono's like uh, like niece had been hurt or injured, I would have felt a lot more compelled to <laughs> defeat Lavos. But instead, it's just it like just, nah, I don't know. just the whole fucking world. And I I don't know. Lavos took a while. Like, why has he got to be so many bosses? Hey, that was back in the golden age. Awesome. You, you're I lucky wish you I could even spend money to unlock like game. cool stuff. <laughs> Listen, like maybe listen. A, a fast boost. Unlock multiple endings. Listen, you're lucky if you even get one boss in video games these days. So I'm happy for, yeah. you know, for like the multiple forms like that. That was like, that's what JRPGs are about. You go in and you fight the multiple forms of the boss and put all your skills to the test, put all your gear to the test. Um, and now these days it will give you like a cutscene, and that's the end of the game. No, no, no. This game threw me a party. You have um, you don't have a cutscene. You have a quick time event. Get it right. And then my mom jumped in the time portal, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it's 
it's funny to me because I so I I never beat Chrono Trigger. I played it a bunch. Um, I, I think the I think the furthest that I ever got was to uh, Magus, and he would beat me. Um, because I just Magus or Magus. I always said Magus. Is it is it Magus? I don't. It's Magus. It's Magus. Okay, sorry. That's always what I've said. I I don't know. Is it I mean, just, actually all right? All right. There's a good point. So he's just a mage. all the characters. What are what are their names? You've got Chrono. Chrono. Obviously. Right. Luca. Luca. Marla. Is it Marl? Frog. It's Marl. Marley. It's not Marl. Marl. I, it's Marl. Marley. Marley. Marley Neither of those sound right. Marley and me. It's Marley and me. It's Marl. Everybody knows. It's not Marl. Marla. It's Marl. Yeah, it almost sounds like it should be Marla. Marla. Marle. Yeah. But none of... It's Marley. Okay. What about Robbo? We all agree on that one. (laughs) Yeah, we agree on Robbo. I thought it was R-Robo. Robo, man. (laughs) Like a robot. What's wrong with you guys? Reebok. What about... What about... uh, What about Melchior? Oh, my God. Uh, Alfantio. <laughs> Alfonso. Patori. Specacchio. Frog. I hate you. I hate Specacchio. How he makes you run around the room. Ugh. You have to fight Landvos? That is probably the hardest part of the game is fucking walking around that room. That stupid room and on a on a keyboard on an, on an emulator it's even worse. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. Yeah, that's a Or or climbing Death Mountain. Death Mountain is probably the hardest part of that game. Um, Getting behind the fucking tree. Oh, yeah, that, that part's pretty annoying. Yeah, um, you get mad. What else bothered me? I'm trying to think. Because I, 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 I've played it most recently, I would I would imagine, just given that I beat it yesterday. Just um, briefly, but yes. I played it this year. So it's pretty, I mean, God, it's pretty this, fresh this, on my this, memory. This, conver- this conversation is dragging on. Can we please, please talk about the most important thing in Chrono Trigger, which is... Did you eat that guy's lunch? Yes, every time. <laughs> and so keep in mind that while I did, while I have never beaten Chrono Trigger, I have played the beginning of Chrono Trigger up to Magfuck whatever. I've played that at least like probably 10 or 15 times because I've started this game a lot with a lot of good intentions. And I know that trial by heart. And I always forget to check on Marlabuba and not to eat that guy's lunch. And I still to this... <laughs> And I still to this day have no idea how to get that cat to that girl. So I fail really? everything. What do you what do you do? Damn. Are you bad just, at cat? You just talk to the cat and then you have the cat follow you. I yeah. the, the so, cat does not fo- I can't even talk it's to like him. the easiest part. I don't know. Actually the easiest part is not eating the lunch, but <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I just, it's like dude how like how how bad at video games are you? You can't you can't you can't get the new game plus. You can't get the cat to follow you. Oh, there's that part in Robo's uh, little side quest where you have to get a robot to follow you too, and that was obnoxious. Robot to follow you? Yeah, you have oh, to. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. To, it's kind of hard. You have to get a so, robot so to me, follow let, you. Let, let me Robot's add, dungeon uh, is kind of, Robo's dungeon is kind of a little. Mm. I I actually think that's probably my least favorite part of the game. Is I think I, yeah I think twenty three hundred. I think I think I think just everything that happens in twenty three hundred AD is my least favorite part. But that yeah. p- that particular Robo. Oh come on! You're telling me you didn't love the. Uh, the race against the guy who's also a motorcycle. No, I hate that. I think it's <laughs> okay. Uh, but you have to remember. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Ago, that was pretty Johnny. awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, like when I saw that, I was blown away. Like I worked in 1995. No, it looks. That's something that you can't even make happen in RPG Maker. It's very, it's very technically impressive, but I just find the mechanics obnoxious. How you basically just like have to bounce in front of him at just the right time, like. 
Yeah, no, now, now that I've gone back and replayed that section, like, it's not very, it's not especially fun, but really, I, without being without being cynical, like, back at the, in the day, that was pretty cool. I just do a frame skip there and move up and down, and you always, <laughs> you pretty much always get it, as long as you move along. Well, I, I think I agree that 2300 is my least favorite timeline, but my favorite timeline is always, well, they call it antiquity now. Um, 600. It used to be, be 10,000 AD. Uh, oh, uh, seal. 10,000 yeah. BC, isn't it? Yeah, 10,000 BC. Yeah. Uh, 10,000 yeah. AD is the future. There is so far in the future. That's so like magic end of time. Exist. The game didn't even <laughs> think that far ahead. Yeah. So, so 10,000 BC, they call it antiquity. Uh, they call it something else now, which is Antiquity. To remember. Yeah, they call it that now. Um, but that's my favorite time period. I like, I like, uh, I like 600 AD because I like Frog the most. Frog's my mm-hmm. boy. But it's like, uh, like, 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 ten thousand BC has all the cool bosses and gives you all the revelations and, uh, you know, you get your pendant there, which is awesome. Your magical pendant to open up shit. It definitely has the best bosses. I feel like it. I feel like it fits the least in the game, and maybe it's because I've played the beginning of the game so many times and the <laughs> zeal portion like once. But to me, the game feels so like happy and quirky and like, oh, let's have fun. And even uh, even the endings like that, it's like, oh, what a goofy thing that happened. Uh, and then, and I, you go to Zeal, and it's like this super serious. There's a lot of fucked up shit. I, I, in that I, game. I, what are you I, talking about? No. Yeah, but see, yeah, actually, there there are two points there. Like one, I mean, I do kind of see what you mean. Like ten thousand BC is kind of a more somber, sad era. But if you really like, I was surprised the last time I played through the game. Like, there's a very sad depressing undertone to the entire game yeah. yeah i mean but well there's a couple of things first of all until you go around fixing time and and uh fixing all this shit a couple of the timelines are pretty fucking depressing uh 600 is depressing especially in the monster areas mm-hmm. um you know like 2300 is definitely the most depressing that never changes even the so. modern time is pretty even, of course lucas yeah, mom the, the doesn't have time, legs the, the modern <laughs> well she has them the modern... she's not doing much for modern time the second you leave your hometown and go to some of the other locations those get to be pretty depressing so yeah. the, i i think the reason like i disagree because i think i think zeal right i feel like the entire game up to that point is building up mm-hmm. zeal because you're being presented with all these mysteries and it just feels like there's one missing piece of the puzzle like you go to the future you go to the medieval era uh you go way 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 back into the prehistoric era and it just feels like there's something there that the game's not quite explaining yet and then you figure right. out what that is and zeal like brings everything together so it feels like everything's kind of working up to that um and i think like i think once you meet scala and the royal family there's nothing that the game explicitly states which is another great thing because these days video games feel like they have to beat you over the head with explanations um but once you meet like scala's royal family and all that kind of shit once you feel once you figure out uh the pendant is special and Marley owns the same pendant. Well, we'll call her Nadia, just for the sake of it. Once you, once you figure out that Nadia has the same pendant, um, you know, you start to make some connections and inferences. Like, maybe she's related to them. And clearly, the leader of Dawn in the future is related to her. And, you know... <laughs> That's Ava's- right. Everybody turns out to be related to Nadia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But I, I thought it was, like, a nice little thing. And that you had, like, this one key party member um, who keeps you connected through all the timelines. So, And you have to understand, though, like... Well, two, two, two key party members. The um, uh, when you get to ten thousand BCs, when the game like gets real, like you figure out yeah. exactly what's going on. Well, not exactly what's going on, but 
you have a much better idea of what's up, why everything is happening. You know, he just found out that Magus isn't really the bad guy and that, uh, you know, he didn't create Lavos and he was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, see, because because it's not you're not even at that point yet. Like after you after you beat Magus, I think what's so great is that you get zapped into this huge portal, and you end up um, back in the prehistoric era, if I'm remembering correctly. Correct. You end up yes. back, yeah. So you you end up back in the prehistoric era, and you're trapped. Like there's no way to move anywhere else. Right. You're you're stuck there. And then you get to 10,000 BC. Like I, th- I think that's a great buildup. It's like you're not there right away. You're not. Oh, here's this mysterious place. It's like you're just stuck wherever you are, and it, it's kind of like a slow reveal forward. Um, well, especially because right between, so you, you go to BC for the second time, and that's when Lavos falls from the sky. Yeah. And you realize like Magus didn't create Lavos. Lavos has always been. Yeah. And then you get to go see what he's up to. Yeah, and then because he disappears, it's like oh shit, he fell from the sky, and then. This huge fucking thing disappeared. Where did he go? And then you find out shortly after. And he's up to nothing good. Yeah. Pretty much. That lava swim bad, dude. <laughs> bad orb next to a dude inside a shell. Like, he's a fucking Matryoshka doll. <laughs> evil Matryoshka. It's, it's an alien on his alien ship. An evil Matryoshka doll. It, yeah, it's it's a, his food. Okay, so I can't think of a I can't think of a criticism that I have for Chrono Trigger is right up and and so maybe this is also because of who my final party was, but I wound up taking Frog because as I mentioned, Frog is is my boy, and mm-hmm. I I also took Isla because I eventually just learned that I should charm everything, it, 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 all <laughs> everything I should charm. And so I took both of them, and and I just wound up using them together so much they had my first triple tech, and so they just kind of became my team. But anyway, I would say that those two characters are like the most ludite characters in the game. And after you beat mm-hmm. Lavos's, I think second form. So after you're in the shell and you beat his like robot kind of looking form. Everybody gets really clairvoyant about what exactly Lavos is, and and frogs like frogs like oh he's a creature who's been around for millions of years, and he siphons DNA and uses the DNA to to gain sus. And it's like you're a frog, you're a fucking frog from the Middle Ages. And, and Cave Girl Isla is like yes, that is correct. It's like how do you know you human life descend from him? Up until this point, all they've been able to do is like grunt and stab things and all. Yeah, but the party's the party's like trading information the entire time. I I know it's just I did don't you know. did you I mean okay let me ask did you clear all the side quests? Yeah, I I think I got everything as far as so, I know. So you you got like Even the big th- camp out right? The what? The, ah, the, no, the camp out. Uh, is that where Luca sneaks off and goes back and saves her mother yeah. and then comes yeah, back? Yes. And you get the green yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah, the green dream. Yeah, I had to. Which is I probably one of the best items in the game. I had to do that part like five times because I could not figure out the stupid password and I really felt bad having her mother get threshed <laughs> up. The password it, it was a little bit easier on a know. controller well, where I, those are actual buttons. I don't need to know that that's the password now. I got it. But. <laughs> I just like how we know all this stuff by heart, and you're just kind of stumbling along. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't like, know. What it's, not like, it's not like the game's even in front of me, and it's not like I've even played it in the past year. This is all just off the top of my head. I mean, I know a lot about the I, beginning. I played it, I, I played it that many times. I practically it, got everything memorized up until the halfway point of the game. <laughs> 
anyway, I think the party has a lot of great bonding moments along the way. So you get the feeling, mm-hmm. you get the sense that they're close. And you get the sense that it, even if the Brainiac's not in the party, she's at least traded the information with the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, no, fair, fair enough. That campout scene kind of brings up like the one, like the real big mystery of the whole game. Who is the entity? Yeah, yeah, who's creating the time portals and all that. True. Anybody got an idea? That's answered in Chrono Cross. Yeah, it it's is. answered in Chrono Cross. Isn't oh, it? really? Is it a retarded answer? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen with Chrono Cross. Oh, the Saints be praised. I mean, Chrono Cross stars a cat, so really, I don't know how I, you could be mad. <laughs> I, I like it. I See, I like, I like Chrono Trigger because, especially that scene there, it left a, left a lot of the stuff... Like it again, you drew your own conclusions from it, right? It's kind of like with Nadia, you drew your own conclusions with her because she had to pend it. There was nothing the game ever explicitly stated. So when I saw the camps, the camping scene the first time, I assumed, you know, me personally, I assumed that it was either um, the three wise men, or I assumed it was Lavos who had generated the the time gates, and it made sense to me because after you killed Lavos, the time gates would start to disappear, and there was nothing else to do about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chrono Cross comes along and it has to solve every mystery and it makes everything very stupid and very depressing. Like, I think, like, to, to bitch about Chrono Cross for one minute, it was never my favorite game. Um, but I think the thing that pisses me off the most about Chrono Cross is that it makes every single thing you did in Chrono Trigger absolutely worthless. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's like, uh, that's just not a good feeling. You're telling me, you're telling me that entire game is basically a waste of time. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not a fun favorite. So, according to Chrono Cross, who is the entity? I'm, I'm actually looking because I don't, I don't recall. Um, Wasn't it Fate? The planet is said to have yeah. a dream in the last chapter of the Japanese Chrono Trigger game save title in Chrono Cross and As can in, also a- act. It pulled Dinopolis to the Keystone Dimension after Chronopolis traveled back through time due to the time crash. Chrono Cross completely seals the entity's identity with referencing to the planet's dream, even in past tense, in a tagline on this lighter. The planet is seen in Chrono Cross seems to be a rough outline of El Nido mapped over a sphere. This means for continental layout shown, cannot be taken as canon for GR. So is is the planet the entity? Uh, so now, now I'm a little confused because I thought the entity was uh, fate. What was fate again? I don't there's know. A bo- there's, a, there's a boss called fate that's literally running a factory that's responsible for something it's like like this factory creates save points or creates time portals or something insanely retarded it has been like, so long i remember chronopolis and that weird flying thing over it god i hate it is is that el nido no what's el nido mother brain el, el nido's like el nido's like the Bermuda triangle it's that and mother brain was there you have to get the dragon stones, then you go to el nido i only also, played it once so it's not like stone dimension this shit i don't know I <laughs> nothing you've said made any sense to me. I don't really feel like it was really all that important anyway. I just I just liked that a robot and a frog were helping me punch stuff. So like, so here's the so here's the thing. Oh, I think Jared, I Jesus. think that um <laughs> you just so have no the, soul. It's just it doesn't I there's something about like once time travel is introduced, I just I you you lose me a little bit. But like, Chrono Trick is like one of the best iterations of time travel out there. I would rank it I rank it back to the future. 
Chrono Trigger, and then Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I will say that the side quests are very satisfying, like it's it, especially because they actually changed the world. Like this was Peter Molyneux's Acorn before, <laughs> yeah, before Peter Molyneux. Like a lot of acorns. Um, so I Save mean, that forest. It's really satisfying, yeah, to to turn Robo into a giant tractor and make a forest. <laughs> that that feels pretty good. Or to fix your mom's legs, or. What are the other ones? Um, you make the you make the the mystics nice to everyone. Yeah, That's whole butt black, fuck dinosaurs. thing. Oh yeah, you really fuck the dinosaurs up. <laughs> and then you like oh. make then you make them go like extra extinct. <laughs> yeah, you kill them before they go extinct. Suck it, dinosaurs. Oh, there! Oh. I did see a giant whirlpool in the ocean at one time frame, and I don't think I went in it. Or did I? After you uh, defeat the Hakan in the Mystic Village cave, it shoots yeah. you out of that back onto the main continent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it's like a shortcut or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. So never mind. We're good. It's hilarious again because you will have the epoch by the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so what, was that? what was everyone's first triple tech? I remember mine. I only, I only got, I, I only got one the whole game, and it was the one for Isla Frog, and it's called like three D. Okay, you, you already, you've already established that you suck. It's like three D television <laughs> or something like that. I might have had another one, but I forgot about so, it by now. So the, so the very first triple tech I ever got was Arc Impulse, which is Chrono Marley and Frog. I don't remember which one I got first. Let's see, Chrono Trigger. I, I remember, I remember the first one because I remember thinking it was like the most awesome thing I'd ever seen back in the day. It's like before Limit Breaks and. You know, before. Oh yeah, they, they were visually like. Boy, the one with Isla and Frog so simple. Like it's just an X strike, and then Isla like steps on the guy. <laughs> I I don't know. Arc Impulse blew my mind the first time I saw it. I feel like I like, got like these days. These days it's kind of like it's kind of like not as like. But that's the thing. Chrono Trigger for its time was an incredibly impressive game, just on every level. Like if you're to play it today, um, if you're like a if you're the cynical type, or if you're like raised on. Uh, the much newer consoles, it's probably not going to blow your mind that much. But with Chrono Trigger, you have to keep in mind that's a that's the first time we saw a lot of stuff like that. Like that's the first time we saw the spinning um, little triangle oh. in Magus' yeah. Dark Matter was oh. actually pretty cool back in the day. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah, I had Triple Raid or Triple Attack. I think it was called Triple Raid. The Chrono Frog and Robo. I had that one too because they yeah. were they were probably my most frequently used team. Um, I I did not get Arc Impulse. I got Delta Force, um, because I feel like that's probably a pretty standard team too to just have Chrono, Luca, and Marl or whatever you guys want to call her. Mine was actually Dark Eternal because that was I I didn't have a plate or a I'm sorry a, a Super Nintendo until pretty late in the game, but occasionally I would rent one from Blockbuster, also a relic, and I would. You know, I'd always get it, and some guy would always have a game that was like mostly completed or you know halfway there, and it was always you know the the party was always Magus, Marl, and Luca. So, and they always had Dark Eternal, and so I think, man, that was a hot. That, that was such a cool yeah. special effect. You're telling back me these people weren't saving cool. Chrono. What's what? that? You're telling me these people weren't saving Chrono? No, I mean they were saving Chrono, but I no, can't, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like in, my party Michael's, anyway. in Michael's stuff. Yeah, you just save him and you put him away. Yeah, you say when well, you put them away. <laughs> you can still do that and get Dark Eternal, can't you? Yeah, yeah you can. exactly. That's what I did. I, I like the first time. The first time I beat the game, 
uh, my party was Magus, Luca, and, and Marley. I, f- um, I fed him too many power tabs not to save him. I had no choice. So, <laughs> so I, you know, so, but Michael reminded me of something because I think Chrono Trigger is a, like the official, the first Japanese RPG that I legit beat. Because the first one I ever got was Final Fantasy VI, and that was through a trade with someone else. And, you know, this other dude was so deep. I traded it for Top Gear, by the way. So this other dude was so deep into <laughs> Final Fantasy VI that I had like no, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like I'd never played an RPG before. The world's um, been destroyed. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This no, is a bummer. This sucks. <laughs> it was the end of the world. I had no idea what's going on. There were all these summons fucking everywhere. I had, I had no idea. I was playing it and playing it, and I was like, you know, I don't get this, so I'm going to try <laughs> again from the start. <laughs> And I started a brand new file, but I didn't ever got through the game. But I'm like, okay, I kind of like this RPG thing. And the next one I got was Illusion of Gaia, um, which I got stuck at some weird part. And it's not like a real Japanese RPG anyway. And then I see Chrono Trigger. I see you Chrono just Trigger sold like it because Sears. you never finish it. I, I, I see like I see like Chrono Trigger in like a Sears or something. And I, and I asked my grandma if she can pick it up for me. I'm like, oh, I kind of like these things. You get this one for me. And then Chrono Trigger, I swear, was the first Japanese RPG I ever beat because I played that one beginning to end. And the first time I ever played it, I think I was like nine or something, and I got stuck on Lavos for six months. It took me six months to figure out how to beat him. Bummer. Yeah. You know, that actually reminds me, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, RPGs used to be really expensive back in the 16-bit era. Like, I remember Fantasy Star 4 being $90. Does anyone remember what Chrono Trigger retailed for? No, I never, uh, I had a Sega Genesis, so... As Three pints of blood. Oh. Well, three pints well spent. The one I always remember, and this isn't an RPG or Chrono Trigger or anything, but like the retardedly expensive game I always remember is Ultimate Mortal Kombat on the Sega Saturn was like $110. (laughs) Cause it's like, fuck you, you shouldn't have bought that Sega Saturn, should you have? (laughs) That'll teach you. But So uh, what sold me on Chrono Trigger? And this is going to sound really weird, but you guys remember back in the day when you went through like a store store and they were trying to sell you the game that, you know, they just left the console on and there was yeah, a game yeah. and it was kind of, you know, doing the arcade thing where it was the CPU playing the CPU, right? Yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger has a little trailer at the beginning mm. that's like, you know, with the music and it uh, just yeah. looks so awesome. And, you know, if you look at it now, it's like, oh, you know, it's silly and, and stupid, but. I remember no, no, I still get chills. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I always yeah, wait for my game to run and play that demo. <laughs> it's, I mean, all, all of the it like I shouldn't chills, man. I shouldn't say all yeah. of, but the majority of the Super Nintendo, SquareSoft RPGs have all aged like just remarkably well. Like Final yeah, Final Fantasy VI so. is still just fantastic. <laughs> uh, Chrono Trigger's held up really nicely. Um, Secret of Mana is still great. Like uh, they're all. Super so apparently, apparently, Chrono Trigger retailed at eighty at eighty five dollars yeah. in nineteen ninety five, and it would cost one hundred and twelve in two thousand six dollars. <laughs> That's not even the current adjustment. So, so t- I'm gonna make you even sadder because I saw that demo in Argentina and I didn't get the game for like another four years. <laughs> I think, and the uh... <laughs> it's probably really expensive. Let's see. No, uh, actually. Um, we have family in Chicago, right? And back then, we barely like, spoke to each other. So we went to visit them, and he just goes like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't really care for this game, and he just gave it to me. Oh, that's cool. 
snap. Nafu, so, Nafu had you also give me Final Fantasy VI. It's probably it's probably like worth Damn. something pretty nice, right? Like Chrono Trigger in box. I don't know. I never checked. Looks like the cartridge is about a hundred bucks on eBay. Unless what's so funny is, uh, I mean, if you get the Japanese version, it's dirt cheap. I got one when I moved to Japan, new inbox, pristine p- condition, like eight dollars. Yeah, um, Chrono Trigger SNES complete with box manual and posters, two fifty. Um, I don't think there even is a sealed one anywhere. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> um, it's a really tough game to find sealed. Yeah, mine's not sealed. I still have my original part. I still have my original box and everything that came in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the the anthology for PlayStation One, and I have the DS version. Yeah, but anthology so bad. I can't believe there's lag when you go into a building. <laughs> you, you know that lag actually fucked me up in anthology because um, Death Peak. Mm-hmm. You need like you oh need, like, yeah very exact timing in order to climb up Death Peak the first part. And I just couldn't pass it because I would always load just after the wind had started and I would always get blown off. I could never do it. And, you know, I thought I sucked. So then I went and emulated it on the computer. I'm like, no, I can get to, I can get up Death Peak fine. It's just the fucking PlayStation version where it's like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty hard time getting up Death Peak, even on the PC. Yeah, I, that, yeah. That, it just, that it just took me a while to figure out what, what exactly it wanted me to do. Like, I wasn't super clear. That that first that first part of Death Peak is always a bit of pain, even more so than like Lavos's kids that you have to fight up there. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, weird weird question about Lavos, the final form, because you know when you're a kid, you get stupid ideas into your head. To me, that alien, like the final form, has always looked like some kind of bulldog in a spacesuit. Does anybody <laughs> see what I'm seeing? Or <laughs> no, I, sorry, I've never seen that. It doesn't um, look like a dog face. Um, hey. Hang on, let me let me get a look at him. I know I just saw him yesterday, but I don't really remember it looking like a bulldog in a spacesuit. Not yeah, not really. No, <laughs> it looks like an old man to me. Yeah, that was a dumb fucking kid. What are you gonna do? He looks so dumb when he puts his little hands up, though. <laughs> I'm Davos. But then that's not actually He's an old man. But then that's not actually Lavos, right? You better watch out. Yeah, it's true. Lavos is a little orb. The little fucking ball on the right. Motherfucker. (laughs) I don't know how long it took me to figure that out. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't end. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, I just... um, The Devourer of Time. I mean... So many things. Oh, so here's, here's maybe something to mention. Um... I I always enjoy in and in Square RPGs it's pretty common where they have the like recurring boss you know like um, Ultros like Wedge and Biggs no no no, no. well yeah okay, Ultros is a good example too um, but just like the, the you don't like Ultros and or friendship is over so you're, you're you're talking about you're talking about Aussie Flea and Slash I was gonna go to Aussie <laughs> Flea and Slash right which are actually probably the only three characters from Chrono Trigger that also got a fair shake in Chrono Cross yeah um, just, oh really just in the sense that yeah. like their caricatures aren't butchered they're not made to be be like midget children or anything weird <laughs> like that so can let's 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 spoil it for Michael real quick because I don't I guess you don't have any intent to play it. Um, yeah, one day I'd, I'd like to, but I'd like to do a lot of oh, things one don't. day, so go it's, right ahead. It's a it's a good game, but I could see how it would I could see how it would make you unhappy if you loved Chrono Trigger more than anything in the world. 
There's a middle point in Chrono Cross where you find out um, basically what happens to timelines that you change. And they tell you that essentially what happens is you don't change the timeline. You just freeze it permanently. And that's it. The timeline can't move forward. It can't move backward. It's just there forever. Um, also, doesn't like Dalton, the throwaway boss from 10,000 BC, also like kill all of the main characters? Yes, yes, but that's that's in that's in events that happen off screen. Um, and yeah. they try to they tried to because um, it's always satisfying. They they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they tried to reconcile it by giving you some um, a couple of animations. So there's so, there's some animation I forget how you of get them it being that, killed. That basically, show yeah yeah no 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 it shows it shows oh. Dalton taking Pori's forces and it shows him overrunning. Um, the kingdom and all this other shit never actually explicitly shows you what happens to the characters, but you get the idea of what happens. Uh, so the ending for uh, Chrono Trigger now, the new animated ending that they have, kind of foreshadows some of that stuff. Like it, it shows you some of the same locations. It shows you Luca's further involvement because Luca's a big character in Chrono Cross, even though you never see her. Um, Balthazar so is pretty important too, if yeah, memory so all this correctly. Sh- so, so, so what if I shit? fuck up and everybody's dinosaur people? Uh, that comes up too. Actually, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it turns d- out Dinopolis is important. Yeah, Dinopolis <laughs> is pretty important. Yeah. So, so basically, what so basically what it does is it tells you that the timeline. So Chrono, Marley, and Luca show up in uh, Chrono Cross, and they're not explicitly named this. It shows they show up as little kid forms, and they basically go on this long, depressing rant about how everything they did was pointless. And that if they hadn't gone around fucking up the timeline, remember these are characters that made everything better in Chrono Trigger, right? So right, in Chrono Cross, a sad, sad world. So in Chrono Cross, it implies that what you did in Chrono Trigger actually made everything that much worse. Um, so it implies that Chrono Cross's world is so fucked up because of your actions in Chrono Trigger, and that you should have just let shit be. But by the time you finish Chrono Trigger, if you've done everything, then you get a really nice feeling, like oh yeah, everything is great. So you know, I know they had a they had a parade for you. (laughs) I didn't I didn't appreciate that very much when Chrono Cross told me not only were all of my actions worthless, so my actions may have even made things worse. Um, Moral of the story is to never try. I actually I almost find it interesting that like that's the takeaway that you got though, Jay, because I didn't I I've watched the scene like even just a few weeks ago I watched the scene in Chrono Cross where you where you run into them and I still don't know what the fuck any of them are talking about. Like they (laughs) they all just go on and they're like fate time blah 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 the the, the, the passion of time and the fate. It's oh it's oh which you you know what you know what you don't know how to like interpret their bullshit in in the ds version you can also now fight um the time devourer oh, which I, is the final boss in chrono cross yeah i, I um, heard that which yeah also and it's, and, you know, who is like so, the most like 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 all things square like all things square enix i'm sorry it's like just the laziest thing how you get up to the how you get up to the time devourer and how they handle it um you know it's isn't just, he like, just a blue lavos <laughs> he he's basically he's basically a blue lavos with scala floating on top of him yeah. Uh, so it's it's just like it's just so lazy and also, it doesn't really add anything to the story. I do like I do parts. like a lot of the Oh, go ahead, Lucia. No, I'm saying that they also ruin Shala with that and she's one of my favorite like parts of the game. Why? She's very mysterious. I've 
I've always thought that she must be the entity. She's still very mysterious in Chrono Cross. Like it's not, she, she, it's she, not she, like she, she it's not like she joins your party. And she's like, hey guys, it's me. <laughs> I think I think Kid is meant to have a lot of her personality, and it, you can sort of see it. Like Scala in uh in Chrono Trigger, and Scala, by the way. <laughs> it, yeah, Scala is how I always said it. Scala. Oh. I've always said Shala. Wait yeah. for real. So, in Japanese, it's just Sarah. Well, it's a lot less inspired. <laughs> hey, it might be very special if you're Japanese. Brittany. So, so, in, so Scala, the Time Lord. Scala in Chrono Trigger, <laughs> Chrono Trigger is uh, kind of rebellious, right? She's kind of an activist because she likes helping out the little people and constantly mm-hmm. runs away from Zeal. It doesn't necessarily want to do what her mom says. So I found her, you know, I found her to be a, a pretty likable character. She definitely wasn't a bitch. Which is always a plus. Um, yeah. She tried to help you guys out, you know. She, I don't, I don't know that she was ever painfully mysterious to me. I guess it's kind of like it's kind of like, um, and she's a little bit of a tomboy. I, I feel like it's kind of like Final Fantasy VII, right? Because in Final Fantasy VII, in the expanded universe, they always portray Eris as like this great saintly angel that everyone loved her, and she's so perfect and sweet and nice. Um, and so she's, she's basically like. like- like Ares, but so, she's not like annoying as fuck. No, 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 no. Let me finish because Ares in Final Fantasy VII originally, she's nothing like her portrayal is in the expanded universe, and she's nothing like how fans remember her. Fans remember her as like this kind of sweet, saintly thing, and Ares was like a tomboy, and she was a prankster, and she was there to get you in trouble. Uh, that was her role for a lot of the game until up up until the end, where uh, you know she died. So Scala is very similar. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> she's also um it's okay you can bring her back so <laughs> yeah you can bring her back you just have to get the white materia from the bottom of the ocean yep um so so scala is similar i feel like that we tend to remember her as more mysterious as she actually is when she's just kind of like a helpful person and like she's just kind of um you know she must make things right and she's actually a pretty good person and, and um, no matter what what you do in the game you can like save her like you know yeah. so I, I guess i guess that is a good like point for chrono cross or a bad point for chrono cross which is if you if you loved scala for whatever reason for the like 10 minutes that you see her in chrono trigger and you just think she's an ace character then I, I think that you're definitely going to have an issue with chrono cross cuz they reveal that at the end of chrono trigger after you beat lavos um, it, it the mammon machine like absorbs Scala and and yeah and and, and she then, and, and turns and her then, hair blonde and then yeah, it's a, bunch, Lavos, it's a bunch of stupid stuff and she, like she has to separate her personality into Kid and so that Kid can go on and lead you to her so that you can eventually defeat the Time Devourer and all this shit's weird. Bullshit. But uh, Chrono Cross does a lot right too. Like I I really enjoy. Serge's story originally, but the problem is just like by the end of the game that it's just irrelevant. You know, it has nothing to do with anything. But um, the the main like starting point for the plot is is you're this boy who um, goes to another world that is almost identical to yours, but just oh so slightly different. And you find out in this world you're dead because you actually drowned when you were a little kid. And and then you meet a talking cat, and he stabs your friend, and then you switch body places with the cat, and it's great. It's good. It's good. And then you find out that you had insurance. And then you find out that the right timeline is the one where you drowned. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the timeline of the job. 
I, I, I think there was I think there was some mysterious stuff early on that was great about Chrono Trigger, and I think by the time I mean I mean Chrono Cross, because um, that that's always like a mind fuck where you find your own grave and you're like, oh, what's going on now? Um, oh, that was great. It was it was really compelling, but it just by the time by the time it's almost like at the halfway point of the game's development cycle, they're like, shit, guys, we got to make this a sequel to Chrono Trigger too, and then <laughs> and then they just brought in a bunch of stuff that I just oh no no no. So, I think that um, you know what I want to say because you mentioned something earlier about a boss fight in Chrono Trigger that doesn't explain itself very very well, and um, I actually like that about. Chrono Trigger, I actually like that a lot of the boss fights, you know, I, I definitely died a couple of times the first time I played it, and I, I rarely die anymore because I know everything, I know all the tricks. But I think the first couple of times you played it, you're left with boss fights where you kind of have to work it out and see what the boss will do to you so you can work your way around it. Um, and I think the Lavos boss fight at the end, when you have to fight all these prior bosses, I think that's a great way to kind of bring it back full circle because now you have the skills and now you're prepared for it. And of course, when you start doing the new game pluses, you know exactly what to do. Sort of. Um, it, it's it and, was scary as hell because like it'd flash up a boss on the screen, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, what was that guy's quirk?" And then the, <laughs> the good thing the good thing is that ninety percent of the time it's kill the thing that's not Lavos and then kill Lavos. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think I think at the same time, like the first couple of ones it takes you through are it, it has the same exact HP as the earlier bosses, so you're not fighting them the early forms that long. Well, like it wasn't terribly hard to fight Yakra. It was not, not, not only that, not only that, but it gives you like a little. I think it gives you a little bit of leeway between each boss, so you can change your gear out if you need to. Well, yeah. even um, even on that second run, and even with it telling me, I still got a little tripped up when it took the form of Magnum or whatever we're calling him. Because um, so, I just Magnum I, Pi Magnum Magnum the oh. Magnum the Mage. All I want to say is that, that that's really something that you don't find in J- JRPGs anymore where you have to observe and learn the bosses. You just kind of go in and you power through, and it's always just a health race. It's why why, why race. would you just, like, grind? It's like... So I think, you know, I think that that's... I think a lot of... I think Chrono Trigger captures a lot of things about, about a lot of things about that golden age of JRPGs where they were great to play. Because uh, now it's like, okay, what's my most powerful move? I'm just going to spam that. And if you tried to do mm-hmm. something like that in Chrono Trigger, more times than not, you would fuck yourself because, you know, they had certain strengths and certain weaknesses that, the, you know, they would do better. You would actually be healing them if you just blindly attack, attack, attack. And in games these days, you can just do that and win. Um, yeah, Chrono's ultimate technique is, it, is a Luminaire. Yeah, Luminaire. Yeah. So when, have... when I was a kid, I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. So I probably actually lost quite a few boss battles because I just tried to kill everybody <laughs> just, with that. Just decided yeah. to save some time and hit everything at once. Yes. And listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be fair. I've, I've looked at, I look at some Let's Plays and people have like broken the game to the point where they can just power through it really easily. But I think the first time the first time you play through it requires you to think a little bit. And, yeah. um, you know, you're, you reminded me of the... The, the reason I bought up the developer's room early on is because I feel like that's another fun thing that we don't get to see in video games in general anymore. Because the developer's room was a chance to go and, uh, and you know, talk to the quote-unquote developers and see all this cool shit. And the developer's... The, the, the developer room. The developer room is a nice little space that's kind of representative of all the spaces in the games. And I think the only time I've seen that in recent memory, something even remotely similar to that, was in The World Ends With You where you can um where it's a little tongue in cheek and and kind of fourth wall breaking and uh 
you know, you can talk to some of the people behind the game. And that kind of shit is, like, really fun. But games these days, everyone's like, oh, I have a super serious story that should take super serious all the time. That you just don't get fun shit like that anymore. The Stanley like, even parable. Silent Hill 2 had the dog ending. Yeah, exactly. Silent Hill 2 had the dog ending. That ending's, then, that ending's great, by the way. <laughs> the dog, dog ending is great. Bad dog. <laughs> and then Silent Hill 4 doesn't have, like, Room doesn't, doesn't have the dog ending. And that's, like, depressing. Um, yeah, it was it's you like this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fine ending. Okay, so we we didn't uh, we we kind of hit upon it a couple times, but let's run through it here. So, your preferred party, Jay, go. Uh, it's it's my preferred party. Almost always has Marley in it. Okay, and I, yeah. you know, I mean, I I just find that right now we're playing right now. There's Lavo. So no, who are your three? Oh no, Lavos! Oh no, Lavos is here. <laughs> uh, it's probably it's probably going to be Chrono, Marley, and I don't know. I I always switch the third one, but it's almost always Chrono and Marley. Okay, fine, cop out, Lucio. <laughs> um, I would say Robo, um, Chrono, and Luca. Robo, Chrono, Luca. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and Michael. If you if you get um. Robo with uh, some speed tabs and the uh, haste helm. Well, actually, the same is true for uh, for Mar, but um, for Marley. But yeah, if you get him with like haste, he's fucking unstoppable. Yeah, true. Um, when I was a kid, it was always Magus, Luca, and Marl or Nadia. <clears throat> this last time I played through, I think I was Chrono Frog and Nadia. Should we, should we was... tell people why we keep calling her Nadia for no for those who actually have no clue? Uh, I don't know how you listened to fifty minutes of this already. <laughs> <laughs> don't know that because um, I've played the game eight times and knew that up until that point. <laughs> Doug, who's your three? Chrono Frog or Robo or Magus? Yeah, Chrono Frog Robo. That's like my eight-year-old dream team. Like, yeah. <laughs> So badass, and I look at it now, and I'm like, man, I really shouldn't have had that party. Like, it's 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 definitely it's definitely the least economic party. I but mean, I beat up with pretty much all of the parties because I I got all the endings, and you know, when you're a kid, you don't have money, but you have a lot of time. Right, <laughs> so right. I finished, I ended that game a lot of times, and um, uh, so, so I did it, you know, with all of the parties, and you know. Like, I, I really like using Isla. That's, that's um, even more of a cop-out than me. At least I have my go-to person. What? I gave I you my, be... my, my dream team, man. What's your problem? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he nailed it. He nailed, nailed it. Okay. Dream. So, right. shush. I'm just saying, you know, like, I really like using Isla and stuff, but, like, when it's, like, the most well, optimal team. It really the, should be Isla, though, because la- you the, should charm the, everyone. My last save that I checked, my last save file that I checked. I was horrible with, ma- with magic resistance. What a hussy! She just fucking my- was on everybody that game. <laughs> man, she she doesn't. She's pre like morality, man. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a different time. She was not ashamed. Dinosaur body. meat so, and banging. So I want. I, I will. I will give you the last party that I looked at on my save file. Okay, um, who is it? It was actually Ayla, Frog, and Robo. Um, I think Ooh, I know why. Choice. Too. Yeah, I think I think that's the reason why I did. I think I was just bored. Because they have all the dialogue you never heard before. <laughs> no, because that would be a very hard party to finish the game with. Yeah. yeah. 
though. What do I get if I kill Magus instead of saving him? Uh, you get a stupid, shitty pendant. <laughs> oh. Yeah, either. Maybe I'll do that yeah, next what, time. Who killed Magus? I, like, I did it once and then never again in any other playthrough. I did it I on did, accident because if you're if you're pressing A a lot while he's talking, you just <laughs> you just accidentally pick yes. He's like, "Whoop, you're dead now." I decided to load my state and not live like that. <laughs> yeah, for nine year old me, like playing as Magus was like a dream come true. Yeah, that's something else that doesn't happen in video games anymore. Yeah, he was pretty still in Magus. Well, I, I, I think getting like the bad guy that's specifically in general. You know, I think that was like that was always it's always my thing. Like I'm like, okay, I'm playing I'm playing a an RPG now. Where are all the secret characters? Who's the villain that's going to switch sides and join my party? And that shit never happens anymore. There are no more there are no more villains that switch sides, and there are no more secret characters. Ah, eh, well, there was one in Xenoblade. Well, I don't know if you call it a secret, but in Xenoblade, oh. Yeah, I, I guess. I thought she was dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't she know does she kind counts. of turn in turn on. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that she counts, honestly. Nah, she doesn't really. But it's all we have. Yeah. What about a game where you play as the bad guy, but you don't realize until the very end that you've been playing as the bad guy because the bad guy is you. And that's right, I'm talking about Watch Dogs, Aiden Pierce. He's actually, oh, it's deep. Well, that was Xenogears, wasn't it? What a we deep are, game. We are the Watch Dogs. No, that was Xenogears. <laughs> yeah, that's that you. <laughs> Xenogears was basically that. You were like the bad guy all along. Xenogears is literally a game where had you done nothing in the first place, everything would have been better for everyone. I'm actually okay. playing um, this game, um, Raven Default, that le- Jay lent me. And it really looks like you are the bad guy in that thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, R- like R- RPGs do still like doing that. They still do like pulling that thing where... Uh, so the one is like, you really, you, you really need to stop. And you're like, no. Can't make But me. then, you know, may- maybe they actually stole, like, you know, try to explain to you why... They want you to stop, you know. It would actually. But see, see, Xenogears, Xenogears was at least better than Chrono Cross because Xenogears at least let you know you were doing the bad shit during the game. It didn't change everything afterwards in a sequel. That was barely connected. Man, poor Chrono Cross. There is there is one leg up that Chrono Cross has, which is it has the better soundtrack than Trigger. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Oh, it man, has a, it has a, I don't know about that. I That's disagree. a big, big boast. It has a it has a three disc soundtrack that I would say is probably the best game soundtrack. I ever. would agree with Jared here. Yep, I I, I very I disagree. I d- very I strongly so. uh, feel same that way guy? about it. Yeah, same guy. Yeah, maybe then. Yeah, one of the one of the few one of the few like people who they decided to bring back. You know. Because what, what a weird, crazy idea to take the people who made a successful game and, and bring them in for the sequel. And I know that I can it's... Listen, I, can listen, I can listen to, like, World Revolution a ton of times. I can't keep going back and listening to Dragon God. That one is whatever. You know, and actually thinking about it, I always think, like, the reason why Chrono Trigger and Cross don't gel very well is because there's so much distance between them, like, so much space in time. Um but Chrono Cross came out in 1999, which is only four years after Trigger. So, yeah. 
So that excuse doesn't even really work. And there's actually, there's, you know, it's based on the sequel that came out to Chrono Trigger right after it as well. Hmm. Based on uh, Radical Dreamers, so. Yeah. It doesn't really have, it doesn't really have a, a ton of excuses. I don't think it has any of the same writers, directors. Just just a, a cursory glance, it feels like that's... And one thing that I want to add about Chrono, uh, Chrono Cross is that it's aged terribly. Let's see, Masato Kato. Uh, okay, it, it was at that time when it, I don't it, think any game has held up very well. It does have the same writer. Yeah, but so. I, if you like the concept of frame rates, it's not a game for you. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't know. There's. There's. So, like, one of the big charms in Chrono Trigger is the tax, right? And dual tax and triple tax. Like, that's a really, mm-hmm. really cool, unique thing to those games. And Cross elected to have this enormous roster of characters. Which makes it really hard to put in compelling texts. And so, like, there are dual texts, but they're they're pretty rare. And there's only, like, you know, a few people who have them. And, and then you have to do weird things, like equip them and all that, right? Uh, I, it's been so long, I, I don't even know that I remember. I I forget how magic works in that t- game. Yeah, there was some weird thing about combining. There's, there's a lot of, there's a really heavy emphasis on, like, elements. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't remember how a lot of that works. I remember like the the field was a certain color. I actually watched like a like a let's play of Chrono Cross a little while ago, and goddamn, it looks like it looks like you're landing a rocket ship on <laughs> on another planet. Like there's there's so much stuff to keep track of, and like when you attack, it has like that that little like weird chart that pops up while you're attacking. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then I I always remember. God, the final boss for Chrono Cross frustrated me so much more than Lavos did because you had to, you know, it's not a, it's not an actual boss fight. You just have to cast the elements in a certain order, and the boss could randomly fuck this up at any time. So your success and failure was completely like one hundred percent based on a random element. So you would have to wait for the boss to cast its first element, and then you would have to cast your elements in succession. And keep your fingers crossed that the boss casts the next element that you need in the sequence. Otherwise, the entire thing fucks up. Oh my god, that annoyed me so much. (laughs) The game also had a habit of, um, well, only a couple times. But there's a few times where it would make... Like, there's a part where you get a character who you're forced to have in your party who's innate black... And you go up against a really hard boss who's innate white. And, I mean, he just wrecks you every time because because white trumps black in that game. Um, yep. Is there, yeah, a joke? is there a joke anyone yeah, would like to make? That's, that's, that's patriarchy for you. Okay. I'm glad we were able to, to squeeze in a little joke there. A little fun joke. <laughs> I think that that's... <laughs> pretty much it i mean is there something is there anything else you guys want to talk about about the the chrono games or you know i would I, say I, I like just, one of the few things about chrono trigger that i keep coming back to is like i know video games as a whole tend to be very or gamers tend to be very nostalgic and i've never had much use for nostalgia it's always been kind of a painful thing for me but like every time i go back and play chrono trigger it's like everything good about being a kid again like it's just very on the nose like exciting kind of like a sense of wonder and fun and it's just I'm, I'm always very comfortable when i go back there and that's pretty good pretty cool i i think that chrono trigger might have had 
it, it might have had the most influence on me as an artist, just in general. Because whenever I write, right, I think I think Chrono Trigger has one of the most dynamic parties that have ever shown up in a video game, period. And I don't know that I've ever seen anything else even match the level of Chrono Trigger, just in terms of each character feeling necessary and each character having their uses in a party. Like, we, we talked about the party that we use, but really, almost any, any party is viable in Chrono Trigger. But also in terms of their personalities and how they talk and how they complement each other and how you can get into each of their backstories and nothing feels like repeated. Um, so I feel, I feel like as an, as an artist that I've, as I've gone on into my later years, that's what I try and emulate when I write. Like I try to make characters that really complement each other, but also stand out on their own as kind of their own thing. And I, I give a lot of credit to Chrono Trigger for that. I actually thought Post Winter was a lot like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same thing where you're, <laughs> you got to time travel. Um, the cop is magus. <laughs> And and you know he changes, you have a longer than that. He changes his barrier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lucy, since we're uh, let's just go through everybody. Lucio, final Chrono Trigger thoughts. I mean, it's one of the few games that I'm playing with my kids, right? So it's from that era. And Doug, Chrono Trigger final thoughts. Boy, Square Enix used to be good. <laughs> all right uh, and i'll finish it with my final thoughts which is is a, re- is a really good game and i finally beat it and i'm really i felt really good like the entire day that i beat it because they had a parade <laughs> for me and um feel pretty great right and that's pretty special i wish i could have gotten new game plus that's kind of a bummer but i i don't know if i care enough to go back and and do it you, uh, you know you know what else uh, video games don't don't plan out these days because i never got to mention it on the podcast because you mentioned the soundtrack, Chrono Trigger, right? Uh-huh. The one credit that you do have to give to Chrono Trigger in terms of the soundtrack was how well they planned uh, just the boss soundtracks throughout the game. Oh, the yeah. That would play on each boss. Yeah. Because, first of all, you had the really obvious tracks, right? You had the tracks with Vegas, and you had the tracks for Lavos and all that kind of shit. But what I always loved was that there were two boss themes, right? So you had the normal boss theme, and then you had the shit is getting real boss theme, which would always play on a boss battle that indicated something was about to change in the timeline. Well, and then there's like the, your, your last fight against the queen of zeal or whatever, where the music doesn't change. And unless you have Magus in the party, which, which funny enough is something that they do in Chrono Cross. Also that, that, that really scary boss. That's a white innate. The, there's this kind of cool moment where it's this really quiet, really somber theme and it doesn't change when you start the fight. It just keeps playing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Where the music just kind of keeps going with that yeah, kind of creepy tone. It's, and, yeah. it's Miguel, which is an odd name yeah. for such a scary. <laughs> yeah, and, but you're talking, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, basically an old man in a funny hat, and he's terrible. <laughs> he just wrecks you. Yeah, yeah, I hate the Miguel fight too. <laughs> but I, but at the same time, I was like, I, man, I, what a cool fight! Like, I wasn't a fan of Chrono Cross. So, so now I know people said at the start of this podcast that no one wanted a chrono break but now who wants a chrono break i don't no i don't <laughs> nope nope i think it's perfect just the way it is i think here's the thing here's the thing they and i think everybody here needs to keep this in mind they made chrono cross when they still made good games yeah 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 so so no, not only could... that not only that but i played the additional content for chrono trigger ds and it is abysmal so i mean what, could, like, they, what could they possibly make you now chrono break <laughs> Mobile game. 
<gasps> okay, oh, now actually we're getting go. somewhere. Collectible yeah. card game. <laughs> With in-app purchases. Whatever Chrono. <laughs> time gates. <laughs> Bring Chrono back to life for a dollar. <laughs> a dollar? That'd be like a hundred dollars. Yeah, whatever. No, as as much as I love Chrono Trigger and I would love for there to be more of it, I, I think it's probably the wise thing just accept that one fantastic game in a lifetime is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. In fact in fact I'm willing to say that I don't want Square Enix to touch any of like their old games. I don't want to remake a final. Too late for that. <laughs> I, I would just like Square yeah, Enix to stop making games. We are here. We are here too late. Far too late for that argument because they've already they've already ruined some of the greats. Well, they you know they can still stop. Starside Eve. Starside Eve. That one's shat on. Final Fantasy. You know that one's shat on. Hey, um, hey. So. No, one, no, one, no one. even gives a shit beat. about. No one even gives a shit about the mana titles anymore. They gave away Xenogears, which also got abused into the ground by a totally unrelated company. Um, so I think Chrono is really the last one they didn't fully fuck up, and even that one's on on its way. Give them time. Um, front mission, front mission's another one that they had to had to. Oh, good all right, all right. Hey, we don't we don't have enough time for this. Mystic Quest. We'll be here all day if we talk about. Uh, well, as a <laughs> publisher, racing. you know, as a publisher, they were doing well. We had Tomb Raider. See, that was X. that was one of the disappointing it, things about their about their survey, where they're like, "What do you want us to do?" Because go out of business wasn't on there. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't couldn't find that button anywhere. <laughs> oh well, uh, stop raping our memories. Congratulations, though, to Chrono Trigger for being such a great game, even twenty years later, surpassed only by A Link to the Past and Final Fantasy VI, which is pretty indisputable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, best best uh, SNES I'll, I'll games. Give you, I'll give you we'll go to that. the street and fight this one out. <laughs> Maybe that's another podcast where we can <laughs> where we can rank out our favorite Super Nintendo games. Um, if you disagree that Chrono Trigger is a good game, send us an email and then kill yourself. Yeah, so uh, contact at enemyslime dot com. Yeah. Write to us. Tell us how much you you loved it. Um, okay, but let's be let's be future. let's be serious for a second. Let's be serious for a second. How much better than Chrono Trigger is Kingdom Hearts? Let's let's be one hundred percent for real. I mean, one hundred percent better. Scala, Jay's last podcast. Everybody, say goodbye. Scala pretty much is nominee. Just right, exactly. Scala nominee, same person, same thing. Anyway, what what else would you want? uh, I wish it had more Mickey. So anyway, follow us. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook. Follow oh, us on how Twitter. great would it be if the Chrono Trigger character showed up in in Chrono in a uh, in Kingdom Hearts? No, stop! No, don't ruin a good thing. Stop! We're at the enemy slime on all those services. Listen to this beautiful music as it slowly fades us out. Wait, wait! No, 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 no! Don't do that yet! Not yet! Because <laughs> it's, it's too late. We, we the music, to, if the music is already. No, no, no! We need to take the time gate and we need to go back to the start of the podcast. So you need to properly introduce everyone. Oh shit! I didn't...